Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 129 of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again. And I am joined by the wonderful duo, Carlito and Jesters. Guys, how are you doing? So, are you sure it's 129, not yes, 130? Yes, I, I am. I am actually sure this is actually 129, not like last time, which was 127. The, the, fact, the fact that you keep tabs on that is very Matt Ball. It is very Matt Ball. Hey, we've, we've got to keep up. When we get to the milestones, the 150s, the 200s, <laughs> um, we've, we've got to have special episodes. We've got to, we can't just keep having you guys on. Uh, it's true. It's true. Um, that's, when I, that's when I invite, I invite actually intelligent people like Jess. Yeah, well, wow. I gotta say, I just listened to the uh, to the to the women's pod with Matt and Jess, and uh, there was a spicy Brazilian on there, man. And I gotta say, it was a really good lesson, and I think you guys did a great job. Yes, especially when Jess was like, "I, I don't know, I don't know how good I'm gonna be." I was like, "Jess, you're gonna be fine." Well, <laughs> I mean, she's the best. Right? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like, well. Like, I'm well. How are you, Matt? How are you? How's everything? I'm not too bad. It's a nice. Rare sunny Sunday in England. Yeah, actually warm and nice. Not Texas warm, but it's it it, 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 it you can wear a pair of shorts at least. You don't you don't want Texas warm, man. That's that's when your balls get a little bit sweaty. I mean, it it gets a little taxing. Yes, but I, I, I am good. I'm good. Thank you. Good Charles. man. The Jared, how are you? Good, the reason I'm good though is because Chelsea is finished. Chelsea is over. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing amazing. Um, speaking of colonics, Chelsea is getting a big colonic this summer. Jeez. Getting rid of all the shit. <laughs> oh, I love being me sometimes. I, I, I don't. I don't love listening to you sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, there is. They, they have every intention of really clearing out the squad, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I didn't know it was going to be this aggressive, but they oh, are. I told they're you it was all going in. to be aggressive. Yeah. I told you. I'm happy. I've been waiting for this for the last three, four years. Yeah. Um, and fair play to these owners. They don't get everything right, but at least they actually do something. They don't just sit on their asses like Marina did and just buy crap like the Kaku and just rely on youth players to win us titles, which doesn't work. Yeah. Um, apart from a rare occasion of 92 where the league wasn't very good. Um, but it is what it is. Um, but we are moving in the right direction. And as, as you said, we seem to be as busy as we were in the season. But uh, we can actually celebrate the fact that multiple players look like they're leaving the club and there even are some incomings. Um, shall we start with the incomings first? Sure. Your show. Perfect. I mean, I mean, he's he's the one with the notes. Fucking nerd. <laughs> hey, I, I've got to, I've got to come prepared. Otherwise, we just talk about jesters and his colonic episodes and. Let's not talk about what's buzzing in the big city. Come on, jesters. <laughs> yeah. All right. In incomings. Yeah, dude. Anyway. I mean, the the big one, right? Manuel Ugarte. Let's go. Let's go, fellas. Speaking yeah, of man. Uruguayans. Yeah, ma'am. We'll be playing yeah. Uruguay here soon. Hey. Nice. About four o'clock. Hey. Oh, is this uh, the U20s? U20s. 
Yeah, Moon Boy, Diego Luna. Let's go. Let's go. Pride of RSL. I was talking more about Gaga Slonina since we're talking about all things Chelsea. Yeah. We have to keep it, you know, real. We don't we don't need a keeper. We have one. He just happens to be 20, under 20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched a single bit of the under 20, so I cannot actually comment on any of it at all. Yeah. Belgium, Belgium is not there, and England is out. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> Why don't he, he's going to move there. He's just he's going to defect from England. He's just going to move to Belgium. Oh, it's better better than England. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have to sit in England and sit with a load of Mason Mount fanboys. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be um, tough. It, 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 it can be. It can be. Seeing pictures of Johnny smoking a cigarette like he's a. <laughs> One of the mafia from fucking Godfather. Dude, does, does he think it's 1992? Does, does he? Because he dresses like it. He talks like it. He thinks what is cool was cool in 92. I mean, uh, the guy, uh, he is stuck in a time loop. Uh, yeah, I'd like to send him back to 1992. Are you suggesting Groundhog Day? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Incomings, Manuel Ugarte, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, me and Jess spoke a little bit about Ugarte because obviously why why not pick the brains of the South American when I've got her on the channel? Um, mm. And I'm, I I have slight concerns of Agate just because I, I always I, I don't like to go for the I don't I don't always like to back the player that is the inform hippie hipster-type player that everyone suddenly wants to buy after one good season. But I do look at the season he's had, and it's a very good season. So it might only be one good season, but it's a very good season to judge. Um, So I will be... It looks like a good signing, especially considering the fact that he might not even start if we get another incoming come in um, in Moises Caicedo. But he might be our bench midfielder. I'm gonna love it to have two defensive midfielders in the squad. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, instead of trying to do a makeshift uh, holding mid out of a player that doesn't want to play that position, you go out and you buy two players where that is the very definition of their skill set is defensive midfielder. You know, and it, it, for all the talk about everybody wanting one, there's not a lot of teams that have one. You know, like like because it's an old school position. But you know who does? Manchester City has one. They play with a defensive midfielder. And he is an old-school operator. He's very, very good. And they don't just have one. They have two. And they they might actually get rid of Phillips. But, uh, yeah, Rodri is just a perfect example of why you want one of those players. Because it frees up the other two midfielders if you're playing playing, uh, three in the midfield. Like, it, it, it's it's such an important position, and it's such an underutilized position in 2023 football. But, I, you know, I mean, the last one to really do it well was Busquets, probably one of the best defensive midfielders ever. And, uh, you know, now the fact that we're targeting two of them, and I think, we'll, I think we will get both of them. Um, that's just, it's, it's, it's very smart by Chelsea. I mean, you look at Polina, who was the, the guy that Agate replaced. He's come into the Premier League for Fulham and done a very good job at Fulham. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. You're totally right. And arguably, if Polina was putting this in at Sporting, it'd be an option we'd want. Obviously, he's at Fulham now, so you're not going to go get him now, but because um, you're going to cost a lot of money. 
But I, I think Agato, I think the one problem I have with Agato, and it's not a huge problem because I, with maturity, you imagine this starts to improve, but I don't like the amount of yellow cards he picks up mm. needlessly times. But, and I think that could, um, that could be a problem in the Premier League um, with players that have picked up multiple red cards. I, I don't want him consistently being out suspended, but I imagine that will be something that as he gets older, he'll mature and not make some of these silly tackles to get yellow cards every five minutes. But Well, you, you would think that it would mature with age and then you look at Xhaka, who's 30, and he's, he still does it. So you never yeah, know. Well, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. I mean... Considering that is my main criticism of him, it's not a bad thing. Oh, that he's too aggressive. I mean that that could be that can be corrected. It's it's a, it's not a bad thing to have. It's better than being soft. It's uh, not even he's aggressive. I just think he's he's just occasionally aggressive when he doesn't need to be. Gotcha, gotcha. Rather than being, I like it that he's aggressive. The whole point of him is he is a destroying midfielder. Yeah, uh, and I think we need that. But obviously, there's there's a time and a place to do it. Um, I think sometimes he just does it in places where you don't need to be aggressive. Fair enough. Fair enough. Noted. But what do you well, guys think? I, I can't say much because I've never watched him actually play a game on the pitch. Compilations don't tell me anything other than, okay, these were some good moments. But to, to judge a player, you have to watch an overall. You have to watch match after match after match of them. And I haven't seen that much. Now, I'm going to defer to the people who get paid money. To scout players, and if they say that's who we need, and apparently, reportedly, Potch is the one that really wants him as well. Um, although he's not the main driver of this, from what I understand, and a, and a new piece that's come out that now uh, Win Stanley and everybody else at Chelsea were already looking at him before Potch came in. But if if the coach reportedly wants him as well, you know, sign me up. I, I'm a fan. Um, I'm not worried about uh, age or uh, where they played. If the brain trust of Chelsea says this player is what we need, sign me up because I'm, I'm tired of of player stands. I'm tired of all that junk. I want to be a Chelsea stand. I want what's best for my club. And, my, and right now it is to, to solidify that midfield defensively. We have our creator. We have our Cesc Fabregas and Enzo yeah. Fernandez. We need we we need those dogs, and I'm telling you what you're not going to get better dogs than uh, and I'm not, hopefully people don't take this the wrong way, but than somebody of South America from South America because those guys fight every day of their life. They have some dog in them. Oh, for sure, for sure, and and you know it's kind of it's part of the footballing culture, the aggression of the midfielders. Um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just what they prioritize, and uh, and I actually really like that. I mean, I. As someone that is friends with a lot of South American and Central American people, uh, most of my friends are actually uh, from those areas. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just it, it, they're just they're just aggressive players, you know. And and uh, and I I love it. I think that we definitely need it. Um, and you know, the fact that we'll get two of them, Caicedo, also aggressive, also very good on the ball, just a very good footballer. Um, no, these look these are these are footballing moves. These are moves being made by footballing people. West Stanley, you know, Vavell, these guys, Stewart, they're they're football people, and they're the ones making these footballing moves. So you, you do have to trust it. If they've if they've been on this guy for a while, and they have, 
then there's a reason for it. And they're football people, and this you do have to trust them to do their job. They're getting paid a lot of money to do this job. So the expectation is that they do it well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my opinion from kind of the Agatha aspect is I have watched a little bit of Portuguese, but I'm not saying I am an expert. Um, I have watched games of Agatha. Just, 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 ask, just ask Steve. Just ask Steve. He's probably yeah. watched all of them. Um, but obviously, I, I, I am... I mean, Jess, obviously being Brazilian and lived in Portugal, Portugal for a while, basing a bit of opinion off her, and she highly rates Agarthe. So for me, that is someone that who has watched Portuguese football for a fair amount and at least watches all the big games um, and all the games of Sporting and Benfica and Porto. So I, from her, I can take a good judgment from that. Uh, I know Steve has some rating of Agarthe as well. So it... it the the signs are good. It looks like a good profile, and I think it fits. My always my question with the defensive midfield role, as I wrote in my article, is does it fit with Enzo Fernandez? I think it does. I think Ugarte. I don't like to compare players, but does kind of fit that Matic Fabregas role that we for had. For sure, for sure. Um, and that's the that's midfields I like the best. I don't want these hipster, regista, false sixes false eights whatever people are <laughs> going to call them now um i just want your destroyer center mid, uh, defensive midfielder your playmaker and your attacking midfielder simple but as that just as just as an aside all the the jargon that people online speak about you know coaches don't actually speak that way right people that are in football don't actually speak that way they like all all of the the, the jargon uh, of the different names for the positions they no, nobody talks like that in real football. So, um, yeah, but look, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you all the way. And I look, the other thing is that he is an – actually, they're both, they're both very athletic too. Like Enzo is a great footballer. Enzo is not very athletic, not in comparison to someone like Caicedo or someone like Ugarte. Like he's just not – it's not his skill set. Fabregas was never athletic, okay? These guys, they're, 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 they're slick on the ball – they're just not very fast. And in a defensive midfielder, like I would always scout a defensive midfielder that was fast. In fact, outside of uh, being a good passer, I, that's one of the main attributes that you should want is because you have to cover a lot of ground and you have to make up for mistakes, right? I mean, part of that is cleaning up mistakes. That's the position. And so you have Caicedo and you have Ugarte. They're both very good athletes. They're fast. They're, uh, they're agile um, and they're very fit. And so that is such a bonus and one, again, that we haven't had in a very long time. Like even Matic, Matic is slow. Like this is, an, this is going to be a unique situation where we have two guys that are two of the most athletic players on the team playing defensive midfielder. And it's, 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 going, to be, uh, it's going to be great because we need it. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. so. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I heard silence. That's all right. I mean, I, I, I think it's it's going to be exciting um, how this midfield changes um, and we'll see kind of how it goes. Um, of the idea with Agate, I think, is it is it is it basically agreed now? I think most sources yeah. are trying to come out and saying. Yeah, I, again, I always think, Matt, I always think that every every bit of news is a day late, uh, you know, whether it's a player signed, a player's been sold. I always have a feeling that these things were done maybe 20 to 24 hours previously. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think we're good to go. 
Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, yeah, I always say it's t- kind of like you, tw- 24, 48 hours ahead, because, but it, it's not. It's logical that by the time these this the information's done, it gets passed on to people. Journalists pull it down in their posts, articles, etc., and then it's when's the right time to pull it out as well, because they don't just pull it out any time. They they strategically pull it out at best points uh, possible. Um, to make things work um so i i think the agate is probably done so i i never for me psg wasn't really a, an option for me I, I i i don't see yeah there's, there's the money but psg looks like a team that's being ripped apart themselves yeah yeah of their best players um even yeah Mbappe. i wouldn't i wouldn't make that move matt i just think it's i think it's such bad timing for that team they're a mess I'd also look at the amount of midfielders that have gone there at the moment and not done anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Paradise is the perfect one for me. Very good, very good player, nothing. by the way. But now uh, Wijnaldum didn't do nothing. Um, you got Herrera that went there as well. Nothing. Verratti. I mean, Verratti is the one, but even that—that that was years ago. I mean, more yeah. last four or five years. So, as an aside. <laughs> UEFA are reportedly reviewing the decisions made by referee Anthony Taylor in the Europa League final. The English official is now at serious risk of missing similar big games on the European stage. Interesting. Well, he likes to be the the uh, your, the game's not about you, Anthony Taylor. Yeah. He always tries to make himself superstar of the game. It, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to recognize or even see the referees. They're if they're doing their job correctly. Do you do you remember this one ref that used to be on the cover of video games? Also bald. Another bald ref. He was like he was like part of the marketing material for like early nineties football games. Like these guys, man, these guys, these guys think they're stars. They're not. They're just guys. They're not special in any way when it comes to the game. Oh, congratulations. You got some badges because you read a bunch of books. That doesn't mean shit, but yet you think you can dictate the outcomes of games because you think you're part of it. You're not. And Taylor, oh my God, more than anyone, Taylor always inserts himself into that bullshit. All right, and I'm not, I'm not a blame the refs guy for results, but he is flirting with it. And I'm glad that people are finally starting to take notice that this motherfucker is costing people money, trophies, careers, and it's, it's no bueno. It's no bueno. Yeah. On, on a good side, I, I'm starting to feel uh, a little Oshimini. You know, oh. I got that Oshimini feeling. So I think uh, Victor Oshimini is going to be the one who comes in this summer. Well, I'm actually less confident in that than I was 24 hours ago. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Why? I just look at the idea of, obviously, Karen Benzema is now leaving. He's But he uh, signed already someplace else. Yes, but... My point would be that Real Madrid therefore need a striker. I don't think this whole Havertz news, I don't think Havertz is going there to be the striker. And if you're looking at big strikers available, you've got Harry Kane, who I think wants to stay in the Premier League. So your next bet is your possibly Lautaro Martinez or an Oshiman. And I think if Oshiman has the chance, I think he takes Real Madrid all day long. Well, I don't think Real Madrid will be in for Victor Oshman, 
for the simple fact is they're still talking about Mbappe and Holland. Why are you going to bring in an Oshman as well? And it just makes no sense. Um, and they will play Kai Havertz as a nine. Okay? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, what kind of dude? Uh, well, what what I'm very curious about, because of the hegemony of the English English league, I'm very curious as to why Real Madrid still has so much pull. I I really do. I really am a little confused by this because the league the league is terrible. Well, it's the same reason that uh, people want to bring uh, Eden Hazard back is because they saw that was the club they rooted for. That was the person they rooted for when they were young. <laughs> They're trying to run back that feeling of being a child again. That's it. That and because they keep winning, future generations will still have them in mind because kids are fickle for the most part and want to see the winners play. And who's been a bigger winner uh, in recent history than Real Madrid? I get it, but that's one tournament. Okay, that Champions League is a tournament. It's not a league. And, you know, the, the league, La Liga, I mean, everybody's losing money left, right, and center because the interest is down. They have a, they have a bad television deal. Uh, they don't market themselves well. And it's really just a two-and-a-half-team league. And there's there's just nowhere near enough parity. The, the difference between the haves and the have-nots is, is there's a profound disparity there. And I, I, look, I just don't get it. I don't get why there is such posterity and nostalgia for a league that is in severe decline. And so, it just for me, I just look at the Premier League, and when they when they do their deal with Apple, it's just gonna it's gonna make them even more profitable, and it's gonna make the league even more uh, difficult and better. And I, I just it just I just don't I don't get the romanticism of Real Madrid. I don't understand it anymore because the league itself is, is just, it's just going down. And the fact that they still can pry players away, uh, it, it, it's kind of baffling to me. Look, my, my, my take on it would be footballers. They're not the brightest sparks in the box. <laughs> they don't, I don't think they think logically. They, most of the time now are these, these younger Gen Z, whatever, um, players, they rely on agents who, agents are part of the establishment of football. And Real Madrid is the biggest establishment football club there. So, of course, they're going to point their way to Real Madrid because they know Real Madrid have money. They will always have money. And, of course, players will go, oh, hey, Real Madrid, look how good they are. They've won 10 Champions Leagues or 13 Champions League, whatever it is now, the number. They're this historic team. Um they're always going to be at the top. Um, players are not smart. They're not smart people. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing football. They'd probably be a banker or stockbroker or something like that. <laughs> um, these footballers aren't smart. And agents, they're, 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 they're not they're stupid enough to be having agents in their ears making decisions for themselves. Um, you get rare occasions where you don't, but that is a very rare occasion. And that's why I think a lot of players do move to Real Madrid. Hmm. It's their childhood dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of dreams, Eden Hazard, the worst transfer in the history of football, saying, oh, it's my dream, it's my dream for three years prior to leaving Chelsea. He's telling the fans, the media, 
journalists, anybody that will listen how much he loves Real Madrid. And that, yeah, that worked out really well, dude. You only embarrassed yourself, ruined your career. People will think of you as a, 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 a failure for the rest of your life. So congratula- congratulations, Hazard, you fucking prick. Yeah, well, at, least, at least we got 150 million out of it. Yeah. Oh no, we 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 robbed Madrid. I mean, oh, they blind. Play. They had no idea that he was about to just uh, take a nosedive. Oh my god. Oh, we but killed them on that transfer. Eden Hazard ruined his career long before he went to Madrid because he didn't keep his body in shape. He didn't respect. Um. He didn't respect athletic competition. He didn't train hard, as been reported. He always came in overweight. He was lazy. And when you do that, you shorten your career. I don't care how much talent you're born with. Everybody that plays professional sport has talent. The separation is, do you work harder? Can you outwork the guy that has the same amount of talent as you? Mm-hmm. You know, even people with less talent, if they work harder, like a la Frank Lampard, who wasn't the most talented person, most athletically gifted person in the world, but he worked harder, then you you can become legendary. But if you have all this talent and you waste it because you want to go eat hamburgers, and uh, then then you end up like Eden Hazard. And I'm going to say this for all the haters, he is not a Chelsea GOAT. He's just another player. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's part of the free snakes at Snake Mourinho in 2016. Oh, yeah. 100% he did. 100%. Let's not, let's not forget the Fabregas, Costa, um, Hazard trio. And Hazard was, all right, yeah, Costa was a good player and Fabregas was a good player, but Hazard was the, the, the poster boy. He was supposed to be the the person to, like Neymar, to combat Messi and Ronaldo, but he never had, Ronaldo, Hazard never had the passion to do that. At all, um, and that's why he has stagnated. And as you said, you're right, just as in the way you, you've got to treat your body well. Your body is a temple. You've got to treat it well, otherwise the foundations break, and the foundations are broken very early on Hazard. Yeah, it's a shame. And you, you eventually it's, become it's, the Hamburglar. I mean, rubble, <laughs> rubble. It, 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 it's it's a waste of a talent for sure, um, yeah. and it, it's a shame. But it is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm just glad we got the money for him um, when we can. Just unfortunately, we wasted it on a lot of crap, so didn't really help uh, too much. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, the next, Carlito, who would you like to talk about? Because there's, there's obviously Oshivan, Casado, potentially, um, and then there's the other rumours. Any any particular one you want to talk about? I want to talk about Christopher Nkunku. Of course. The man he is a he- fucking stud. He is a stud, dude. Oh, oh, what a player. We, we are getting a bona fide badass this, this summer. I, I don't even think people realize how good this player is. He is so sick. He's a footballer's footballer. He's the kind of guy that other footballers talk about and say, oh, yeah, and Cuckoo's dope. Like, he, is, he is an awesome player. And, and he, had his, he, had his, he had his farewell match. With RBL, I mean, he, he he had a goal and an assist. He does this sick-ass celebration with a balloon. The guy is awesome. He is awesome. He's totally – not only that, his attitude, bro, 
His attitude is so intense. He he is such a serious player. I just I love it. I love it. And people are going to be so thrilled when he comes in and he's just killing motherfuckers. Like the guy is guy's great, and I'm very pleased with him. I'm very pleased that we bought him because that is a that is a very smart signing. Yeah, and Carlito loves to get gassed. Uh, yes. If you want if you want someone to hype a player, it's Carlito. Um, I am very passionate about people that are passionate about themselves. Yeah. You hyped up Carlito, uh, um, Havertz the whole way. I, I love Havertz. I think he's a great player. Yeah, I think you're, you're one of the only people that agree with that. Oh, but. no, 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 no. You know who else agrees with me? Every coach he's ever had and Real Madrid. So. Do, you know, do you know what's funny? A certain Johnny would make this exact remark against Mason Mount. Yeah, but I know Mason Mount's an average player, and I trust my judgment over Johnny's. <laughs> Yes, but I don't, I don't, I don't trust your judgment over. Johnny is a beer swilling, cigarette smoking fan. Okay, he hasn't earned his opinions. He's just a fan. All right, I've earned my opinions, and my opinion on Havertz is that the people that don't see it, uh, they haven't earned the right to see it because they're probably not smart enough to see it. That's okay. It's not for everybody. Talent evaluation is not for everybody. Oh, That's I've right. seen it. I just it's went right. away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just taking a, taking a dig at all my co-hosts right now. Boom! No, I, I saw it in the Bundesliga. I didn't see it very often at Chelsea. Uh, circumstances. It, it's oh, all, it's okay. all about it's all about circumstances. He's gonna, well, he's, aren't you he's supposed gonna to have one of those in your position board? next? <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, I'm never, I'm never going to get off this one. Ever so, you, you, good luck. Well, you can you can go join around. You can join Havertz around Madrid. Oh, oh, no, thank you. Johnny will though. But you can join Johnny. Maybe, maybe Kai Havertz and Mason Mount both go to Man United, and you can you two can join each other going out to Man United every day. Yeah. Just just rip, be, rip 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 some darts at the Theater of Dreams. You can do you can you can do you can do your own YouTube channel, Minerals and Vitamins. <laughs> Sounds like a GNC. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I do have to agree. I think in Kunku, uh, playing oh. in space is is really dangerous, but not for us. Um, he's going to give you some out, outside the box shooting, which we've sorely lacked. I was told Mason Mount was a outside the box sniper. Minerals. Uh, He's more like outside the box diaper, but you know. We oh, oh, look at that dad joke! Oh Boom, man, landed. I just got hit in the face with that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, I think everything that that we've done from after the, the last summer has been brilliant. Even some of the signings in the summer have been brilliant. I'll point to Fafana. Yeah. Uh, not Datro, but Wesley and uh, Tukameka. In the summertime, and I like Kulabali. I, I know people who are down on him, but because uh, he can't pass well, I'd rather have my defenders defend first and pass second. Um, and when you're sending me compilations of a, a youngster, and all they are is passes and not lockdown defense, I got questions. <laughs> okay, so again, uh, I don't think the summer was as bad as people thought. Um, it was hectic because of what happened, and people don't want to give that a pass. Well, okay, you have to play everything in context. Nothing in the world is black and white. Everything is a shade of gray, 
and you have to play it in context. Um, but we've we've done a one year rebuild where Arsenal's on what year twenty five, <laughs> you know. Uh, at least we did did it in one year. Yes, we had a bloated squad. Yes, because we rebuilt our squad in one year. This summer it will be finished. You will see a finished product on the field the first game. It is what it is. Well, sometimes you have to go through some pain. I think there's a great uh, line in a. A uh, Queen song, pain is so close to pleasure. So we went I think I think he was talking about BDSM, but well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was reference to it's a, it's a line. Freddie Mercury was a wild boy. Um, all right, uh, Maddie, what do you think of uh, Nkunku? Because I, I, I like you could say I'm gassing him up, dude. He's gassing himself up. Guy was guy played like twenty games and was still the leading scorer in the Bundesliga. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I I, I like what I've seen so far. Um, obviously, I always have my apprehensions that it is the German league, and we will wait and see if it translates. But if it does translate, then we've got a hell of a player. Yeah, exactly what I said about Havertz. Unfortunately, Havertz didn't translate, but. Hopefully, Nkuku will be the one that translates. I do... One thing I do like about Nkuku is I like, especially with the German League, I like to take into account what type of goals you're scoring because there are some goals, such as Timo Werner, most of the time, where you're never going to get that space in the Premier League to score these sort of goals. Um, But the type of goals Nkuku is scoring are goals that you will see in any league, any level, because... It's 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 the different types of goals. It's not just running at an empty defence that is just opening the gates for you. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see him play. I want him to play in that number ten role behind the striker. I don't want him to be a false nine striker. I'm I'm done with that personally. No. Um, I'd like a striker that is mobile, but I'd like an actual striker, not someone who's trying to play the role. Um, so. Let's see how it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm excited and I'm glad, again, that we have um, this player that's been here for basically, well, he, he's been signed for a year now. Uh, so it, it's all done and dusted. He can come in July 1st, uh, meet the guys and get he, he get himself straight into preseason um, rather than coming in right at the end. Yeah, no, I, and that's it's so important because Brojo, I don't think he'll be ready either and uh, he's not a starter. But the the idea of having a cohesive preseason, right, where everybody's there, you can start fresh, you can, you know, dust off the rust and just say, all right, everybody is ready to go. We have a clear vision. The manager that we have is going to run us into the ground and hammer home, hammer home his philosophy of how he wants the team to play. And if everybody is there from the get-go and we have a really strong preseason and we play our games in America um, and we do well, then, you know, we can, we can have this season as a write-off. I mean, it, it's, it's horrible, horrible, and I do mean that word, horrible, as horrible as we have been the past basically eight months. Uh, we can turn it around. And because there's so much talent on this team. But, you know, we just got to get everybody in that needs to be in. And you got to get everybody out that needs to get out, okay? And we got to do it quickly, all right? If there's a deal to be made, make the deal, all right? If there's a deal to be made to get Ziyech out of here, who I think is a toxic presence in the locker room. And, you know, millennials use the word toxic way too much. 
Okay, it's an overused word, but in this case, I think it applies. I think that he is a toxic presence. I think that his attitude sucks. I used to play with players like that. They're just 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 an asshole, right? And everything's bad. Everything is everything is um, uh, not cool enough, right? I mean, so I mean, get players out that need to get out. Get players in the need to get in and have a really strong preseason. Um, and, you know, and one of those players I think should be a striker. It, I think it has to be, but I don't know which player we're going to buy. I actually have no idea. I have no idea. Well, who would you like? Uh, Bobby, well, I'd like two. I would like Bobby Firmino for free, and then I would like the player from Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think he's – I think he's. Uh, I do not – I, I can't – I do not rate this guy at all. I do. I think he's. I think he's unique. I think he's a good player. I think. I don't think he's ready. But this is why. I, this is why I said I'd buy two players. Because Firmino is free. At the club? What? What would you like a eunuch at the club? A eunuch? Didn't you say he's eunuch? What? You said he was a eunuch. No, he's unique. Oh, unique. See. <laughs> oh I my another Jared, one. Jared, shut up. Oh my God! <laughs> no, he's unique. He's a unique player, and uh, yeah, I just I think that he'll need time, and that's why I'd also buy Bobby Firmino. So for me, I'd, I would buy two strikers because one of them is free. Okay, I'm gonna go with Victor Oshiman just because it looks like that might that's uh, been talked about so many times. Uh, you know, I I just uh, I just think that's where we're gonna be at. And uh, that's fine with me if the, if the powers that be have looked at him and said, hey, this is our guy, then that's Pot signs off on that, get him in. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to stand anybody and say, this is my favorite player. I want him to come in. No, screw that. Yeah, I mean, my my personal one is Harry Kane. I just oh, of course. Of course. When you, need, when, 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 you need, when you need a striker and that is your – one of your most important positions, you get the best, you get the best player, one of the best players in the world. And Harry Kane is that best player in the world. Yeah. I don't care how much you have to pay for him. Um, you pay whatever Daniel, whatever, whatever that bald fraud Daniel Levy wants, you put it on the table. He's got world class talent and skill. He's not a world class player. Oh, that's players a horrible take. I think nope. Harry Kane is the best players player. In the, I think he is the best player in the world. I think that is a horrible take. I don't. I don't care. Please, <laughs> I'm just saying it anyway. Please list I, no, he's, he's an trophies. unbelievable player. Just please list the trophies he's won. The Audi Cup. <laughs> Not even the Indy Cup. Uh, no, man, it's, it's t- I mean, it takes a team to, to, to win trophies. It's not oh, now, now, it's, now, it's the, now it's a team. It's, see, yeah, people I, always I, do this. I mean, they I mean, more. To be fair to Harry Kane, he's done everything he possibly can to try and get players to, to, yeah. get, to win trophies. Well, let's talk about the uh, UCL final. Where, oh, uh, give me a break, dude. You, you didn't look, this is just a bad take. By no, you. it's not. For, to me, a world-class player has world-class talent and has won major trophies. That's where I separate it. That's why Charles Barkley will never be spoken with in the same breath as Michael Jordan. Great, talented player. Great numbers. Never won a trophy. Woof. You've got to win that trophy. Woof. <laughs> Matt, 
Back me up on this. Harry Kane is phenomenal. If there, if there was any chance that we could actually get him, that would obviously be my answer, too. Because I think he can play like this for another five years. He's unbelievable. I also think he's going to Real Madrid. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I I still think he wants to stay in England to break the Premier League record, to um, extend that even further. So I, I don't think he goes around. I think if he goes anywhere, unfortunately, it's going to be United. Um, but it depends on whether United can pay for it. Um I think he's a very good player. I do think I understand Jared's point that he has not won a trophy, and you can't be a world-class player and not win a trophy. Uh, simple as. Um, but he's done everything he possibly can to win a trophy, and I think the player it it has been other players that have let him down. Um, players that should be better um, that aren't, and a club that should be running better and isn't. Um, I would. The thing I would question is if Harry Kane doesn't leave this summer, that's when I question, well, you haven't got winning ambition. Fair whatsoever. enough. And that's when I would go, well, I question your ability as a world-class player. Because, again, yeah. it's, it, he's got the talent. Has he got the, not just the, the, the heart, the work ethic, but then the ambition? To be one of the best players in the world, you need three things. You need ambition, you need talent, and you need hard work. Harry Kane's got the hard work, arguably. He's got the talent. Has he got the ambition? Look, I would take Harry Kane in a minute for our striker. All I'm saying is, I, for me, to be a world-class player, you have to have world-class talent, and you got to win trophies. you got to have both. You can't have one and not the other. It's like Sonny without Cher. Who, who in the hell is going to go watch Sonny? There is no one listening to this that will understand that reference. No well, one. You know what? <laughs> Read a book. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, okay. Maddie, I, I think your answer is the best. Harry Kane, but I'm thinking more along the lines of what we can do. Now, look, look. If Harry Kane goes to Daniel Levy and says, if Chelsea pays $150 million, you got to let me go to Chelsea. Okay. If that happened, I'd be thrilled. But if we pay $150 million for Oshman, I'm not going to be thrilled about it because I don't think he's a $150 million player. I think Oshman's a good player. I think that the Italian league uh, has gone down dramatically. Dramatically. Like, I, I watch these games, man. Like, the, the football is The Italian bad. league's always been boring to me. Yeah, the football is bad, dude. I'd rather, and, I mean, if I, if I see Italian league on, not only Italian league, I go watch another sport. Well... Well, I mean, this is the same guy that thinks that, that racing cars is a sport. I mean, racing cars is a sport. It's it's something everybody does. I mean, I, I'd, I'd go watch other sports. Not just oh, my God. Dumb um, sport I've ever seen. F1. First of all, it wouldn't be 150 million pounds. 150 million euros is like 135 million pounds. Whatever, dude. Semantics. Well, it's not semantics. It's 15 million less. I, mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't pay more than 100 for him. Personally. Well, again, is what if if Chelsea want to do this to bring Trester in, Potch signs off, who are we to say no? You know, we don't get paid to do that. I mean, even our resident coach on the stream does not get paid to do that anymore. <laughs> so until, until I am again. Well, okay, <laughs> but I'm talking about today. Sure. I can't see into the future. And you don't. If you I don't be to do that for Chelsea. No, no, I, they wouldn't hire me. No way. So, so what I'm saying is that 
I'm going to be in with, I guess I had my preferences. I'd rather gone, gone and got Erling Holland, but you know, we didn't. So it is what it is, folks. We just have to understand that we are, we need a striker, a, a, what the club deems a top tier striker is, is who he is. And you can name off the list, but one of them need to come in. Yeah, no, it's a necessity. I think that now that we're sorting out our midfield, this is this is number one priority. And everybody should know goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Dude, I don't want to talk about goalkeepers. I don't care about goalkeepers. We have a good one. He's young. He's American. We should just try that out. Maybe bring in Kaylor Navas to be uh, his mentor for free. But, you know, other than that, yeah, it's, it's striker, man. We need We need a striker. Yeah. And apparently, according to reports, Potts doesn't want Keppa or Mindy at the club, which well, I can understand. Well, I mean, I I read earlier today that we can we can use Mendy to get Onana from Inter. Uh, lots of different ways that we can we can work out Inter. Um, just we, we have yeah, Chalaba, yeah. Lukaku. I mean, there's we have a lot of assets that they're interested in, so that that one could work out. Yeah. So Chalaba the enter for twenty five million pounds. Everybody say yay. Yeah, I think he's, I, I think, I, I I think he's like a bad player. To, I'd I'd like to squeeze a little bit more, mm. personally, because I think it, you can. Because in, I, in, in England, not out, not overseas. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I'd, I'd like to try and squeeze a little bit more. If I can't get any more, then fine. I'm not going to stop the deal because of it. If I can get an extra five ten million, just to put on top. I would be happy, more yeah. happy. Well, he's not worth 25 million pounds. And if they're willing to pay that, you take it. You bite their, bite yeah, their arm off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would maybe try and draw it out a little bit. And if, 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 I, could, if I see that it's going to hit a dead end, then I would just go, yeah, fine, have the 25. Yeah, I wouldn't huh. even haggle. I'd drag him down there personally. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, he's a, he's a bad player. He's he's a bad player. He's he's got so many mistakes in him. His, his positioning is is often shocking, and uh, he gets beat. He he doesn't have poise. He's he's not a very intelligent player. And uh, yeah, I just whenever he's in, like I, you guys remember the Fulham game, where where he was playing right back, and and uh, the American left back and William. I think what is his name? Aronson? No. Robinson, Robinson, okay. Robinson and William fucking torched him the whole game. Him and Aspie, they killed those two. And I just kept looking at the child, but I'm like, this is just not a very good player. He's not a very good player. Uh, I don't give a shit if he's an academy guy. I don't care about any of that stuff. It, you don't keep a player just because it's it, it feels good. Like, he's not a good player. So 25, 30, 35, whatever, want to get revenge on Ender, or do you want to have money? If they give us 25, I'm fine with it. I hear you, Matt, and I'd, I'd like to squeeze into for everything, but I, I don't think that they'll pay more than 25 because he's not even a $25 million player. And then we have uh, possibly Kukurea to either Atletico Madrid or Real Madrid. Why? Why, why are we selling him after one year? I, I don't know. That's just there was some links, and I'm just bringing them up. I don't know about that, man. I, I still think there's a really good player in there. He buck, he's blocking the youths. He's blocking <laughs> the youths, mate. Youths, the youths, bruv. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't be. I think he's had a terrible season, but I'd like 
I'd like to give him one more shot. I think if he if he, if he drops another stinker like this season, then go out the door. I don't think you'll get the Real Madrid chance to go out the door next summer, but we got to get we'll get rid of him after next season. But I want to so, give him another shot because I, I do think again there is a good player in him. Um, I just think for one reason or another it hasn't worked this year. Does that mean we sell Matson to Burnley for thirty-five M's? Thirty to thirty-five. Um, I mean, I'm saying yes. For me, for me, I'm torn just to the fact that I, I, I wouldn't mind selling him. I'm not one of these people that wants to keep him at all costs. Play, he must play. Blah blah blah. I, I, my, my question would be, if we were to loan him out somewhere again in the Premier League and he does well, would we get more money next summer? Or and does then worse? Someone? Um, yeah, that that is true. He could get worse. I mean, that 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 I'm kind of halfway between loaning him out and taking the risk of getting more money or selling them now. I, I mean, I either is fine for me. I'm not. I haven't really got a. I'm really. Not, I'm not really got a stake in this this fight. Yeah, but again, we have not seen him play a season in the Premier League. He could flop like a dead fish. fish? Okay. We've seen him in the championship do well, but that we all know that didn't translate all the time. Uh, so do you get it now while you can? Or do you take a chance to roll the dice and maybe uh, come up craps? I think I think Chelsea's going scorched earth, man. I mean, I, they, <laughs> they are having some serious fire sailing going on. We got, oh, shit. Look who we got here. This pimp. What's up, KJ? We live, baby. Man, <laughs> brother man. What's up, dude? Good to be alive. Good to be here. Good to know hey. that I'm still the handsomest man in the room. Did you uh did you uh go to church and uh get exonerated for all those sins you committed this weekend, KJ? Hey, listen, nobody needs to know about those sins. Not even God. <laughs> let's, let's keep it to ourselves. Keep it to ourselves. <laughs> Those are the ones only God forgives, KJ. <laughs> How we doing, man? <laughs> um, good things in your soul. How, how's the rest of the panel doing? Yeah. We're doing great, man. We're just having a nice conversation here about uh, getting rid of a bunch of English players, bringing in a bunch of foreigners, and uh, pissing off all the fan base. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that, as long as there's yeah. black people involved. Yeah, oh, lots of people. We got a lot of them. A lot of them. Yo, we were just, we were just talking about Nkunku. They, they think I'm being hyperbolic. I think he's an amazing player. And, uh, you know, I think that not only him, but if we bring in the right guys, we're going to turn this around really quickly. We're still on the, the topic of, of striker. And, KJ, I want to get your your uh, thought on this uh, striker. Who, who, who do you think we actually will go for? Realistically? Mm -hmm. I have no clucking clue, bro. <laughs> I think it's I think it's up in the air, and I think now that Poch has kind of taken more of a influential role in who we recruit, it's 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 up in the air for me, man. I can I can think of attackers, but in terms of a striker, a number nine, a pure nine, I mean Harry Kane for me is the closest, but he could go to Madrid. But I would personally, if I were him, put everything on Kane. Yeah. That's how Matt feels too, and if if it, if it would be realistic, it's actually how I feel too. I think he's unbelievable. So, still, um, still one of the best, if not the best, in the world. Yeah, I think he is the best. I mean, now that now that the former best is going to 
Saudi Arabia to make two hundred million a year. <laughs> Jesus, I, mean, I have Lewandowski, man. Uh, he he had a good year. Barcelona won La Liga. So, wondering if uh, they might have might have to put him on the market to, as a lover. I, I don't think so, bro. If they put Lewandowski on on the market, we need to be on that immediately. I think they're 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 fixing to sell players like uh, Ansu Fati and uh, maybe even Rafinha and maybe even Kessie and Jules Kounde. Um, I think that's the the direction that they're going. Uh, Lewandowski. I think how much are they going to get for Lewandowski? Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, There's not a lot of resale value there. Uh, probably twenty million. I mean, he's still it great. Make, it, make, it makes sense to at least keep a very good player who. You're not going to get a lot of money for anyway uh, in the club and sell your more younger prospects. That's what I saw from kind of Rafinha's, the the Jules Condes, they're bought in. And even you've got Dembele as well. You've got players that are young who can are bought in and they can be sold and keep effectively pulling these levers to keep their club alive. Mm, While they sell off more of the TV rights and TV company and whatever they've got left shady in the back closet. I really, I wonder how much money Gerard Romero and Gigantes make every summer. That dude is so ubiquitous amongst uh, the Barcelona faithful and, and all their news. <sighs> Guy's got to be raking it in. His views are unbelievable. Um, yeah, but Lewandowski, I, I don't really see it. Um, yeah, one of the players that I, that I do want to talk about, because it's pertinent to um, a player that we already have, which is Reese. Uh, Malo Gusto coming in. I mean, is this going to miraculously make Reese James less injury prone? I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I, I think it's a very important position that that we had no backup for. I mean, Chalaba, bad player. Uh, Aspi, horrible player, horrible. And 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 like now that we have a real backup who could, I mean, uh, Reese James is amazing, but who could really push him to either maybe lose a little bit of weight. Uh, or do more yoga, get more pliable. But Gusto, Gusto is is going to be a sneaky, very important signing for us, and I'm actually pretty thrilled about it. Yeah, definitely so. I I think that unfortunately we we did not have a very good uh, few years with conditioning, and as you know, uh, they get they pay they get paid to train, not to play. Right. And I don't. I think a lot of people took days off when they should have been running laps and uh, getting their stretching done. And um, you also know as an athlete, if you train harder than you play, muscle injuries are very rare. You can't play harder than you train because that's when your muscles go pop. Yeah, I just can't I can't believe how injury-prone Reese is. And it, it, it is because he's too heavy. I mean, I'm not saying he's yeah. not. He's just, he's just, he's just too heavy. He's got too much muscle. I can believe that. Yeah. He's not fat. He's big boned. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. man. His his conditioning just wasn't done right. Right. And when you look at the position he plays, when you're asked to play a fullback position, you're literally ninety percent of the game. You're running. You're using um, the parts of your body that are more aggravated the most. So, I mean, he's going for fifty fifties. He's going at full speed. He's he's doing all those things that re- require you to kind of overexert yourself and for the size that he is like I, I blame who was in charge of conditioning at Chelsea because there's no way 
um, between the coach, whoever was coaching him in between that period, and whoever we brought in, whether it's physios or whatever, I, I blame all of them for allowing him to get that big and playing that kind of position. Yeah, it's not even just the size as well. I mean, the overall conditioning of not just Reese but multiple players. When the age that Reese is in that time where you, you you finish growing by the time you get to about 24, 25. So they're still in that late eight, that last bit of growing years. That is when you're most prone to get injuries like this, especially muscle injuries. I mean, you saw Christian Pulisic have the exact same thing. And it, yeah, I think the weight doesn't help. Um, and that's an added problem. Um, but the way these players have been under-trained, over-trained, and when they have got injuries, not managed properly yeah. players have either not got surgery when they should have they've got surgery when they shouldn't have um, been rushed back or have not been rushed back have taken too long to come back it is just a complete mess between the training and the medical department um and that's why season after season we all everyone keeps getting injuries you can't you can't be you can't look at if you got if you had one player that was consistently getting injured all the time uh, say if it was just N'Golo Kante or just Reese James, then you can go, all right, maybe it's that player. But the amount of sheer injuries that Chelsea have got over the last few years, it's just, it's not down to any individual player at that point. It's when you've got to start looking at the background stuff. Oh, I completely agree, Matt. And another thing that will be rectified post-haste is just the overall conditioning of the team. Um, I, I can say unequivocally that this team was out of shape this year. They were out of shape. The players could not last the whole game. The press dwindled dramatically after the 65th minute. All right, the, These guys were gassed. And it's because uh, maybe it's due to all the tumult and the amount of managers that we've had. I mean, which is ridiculous, by the way, and embarrassing. But, I mean, it just they were just flat out out of shape. And it's it's not acceptable. It. Not at a club like Chelsea. Not any club, but really not at a club like Chelsea for these players to be gassed by the 65th minute. Like it, you, it's just it's just unprofessional. And so Poach is going to come in and he's going to run them into the ground. And he should. He should every preseason. You know, there, there should be um, at least 20, 25 minutes of every training session has to go down to conditioning. They have to run. You cannot get away with not conditioning. It sucks. I hated it as a player. I hated it. But you have to do it. It's not a waste of time. It's not taking away detriment or sorry, it's not taking away crucial minutes from practices. It has to be part of every preseason practice. You have to run. You have to get in shape. And I I guarantee you Pochettino will have them looking nice and fit by August. Because it's one of his trademarks. Hey, Matt, I got a question for you. A medical question. What weighs more, muscle or fat? Um, muscle weighs, weighs more than fat. Stenson. Right. So Reese James not, does not necessarily is not necessarily fat. He might he might just have too much muscle. He might need to go back to some lean muscle, drop a few pounds of that muscle, uh, because that's going to put more stress on those. Uh, tendons and ligaments and uh, the muscle overall because when you plant and turn the force applied um, dramatically increases with the amount of muscle mass you have yeah. so 
Maybe it's not that he's fat. Maybe he's over-muscled. Yeah, and Jared, I mean, everybody, every time I watch him play, I'm always worried that he's, he's going he's gonna to pull a hamstring. Like, every time he gets the ball, I'm like, is this going to be the one where he pulls another hamstring? And I, I can't be thinking like that as a fan. We need to be able to trust these players more. But him and Ben, every time Ben makes a long-ass run, I think he's going to explode his hamstring. And it's just, it, it, you can't live like that. You can't have a career like that. It's got to be rectified. And if that means that Reese needs to maybe lift less, okay, do more yoga, do more Pilates, and do less weightlifting, then, then that's just the way it's going to be. Because we cannot abide another season of this. There, there will come a time where Chelsea will get sick of this. And yeah. so he needs, to be, he needs to be very careful that this does not continue and become just part of every season that he's participating in. Don't forget yeah. the Kegel exercises there, Ryan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, do, Has, I, do think, um, I do think Chelsea need to be, uh, Chelsea fans need to be a little bit patient over this summer, early season period, just because obviously when a player goes from being completely undertrained to going under, going under an intense conditioning period, there are going to be certain players that break down and can't take it at first. So you may see a, a Reese James, maybe a Chilwell, maybe someone else, not cope with it at first and get a little setback. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that if they are being conditioned and pushed because eventually they will be able to get through that barrier and they will be fine and then that, they will be okay in the long run. So I think people do need to be a bit cautious in this first period. And I think there will be an injury, whether it's, I don't know, maybe Ben. Ben is struggling more with the hamstrings, and hamstrings are very funny to get rehabbed back because they keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, I think maybe Poch might have to take a bit more care with certain players in terms of conditioning and maybe build them up a bit more slower. Um, But I'm sure Poch, and hopefully he brings in a, a few medical staff people of his own at least on the coach inside of it um to help build of that and they'll, they'll be able to build up each player individually um and get them strong for this for the season but we'll have to wait and see on that um we've we've gone an hour without talking about mason mount but we might as well talk about mason mount before we go um united look like his destination destination is going to uh we might not like F1, or certain people might not like F1 on this channel, on this uh, pod. But Martin Brundle uh, did ask Mason Mount whether he was going to United, and he blabbled his way out of it and didn't want to answer the question. So for me, that's an obvious answer if he's going to United. Um, you had that fake Liverpool article that come out, which was hilarious. Um, Jester's kindly uh, pointed out to us, um, which is great. But um, KJ, I'll start with you. Mount going to United. Bad, good, um, happy, sad. I mean, I'm going to quote what Ben Scholl said. He said he would love him to stay today at F1 uh, because he's his best mate. And he's Carlito's best mate too. So what? I love him. To, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, nah, honestly, uh, I'm so indifferent about Mount because personally, this is my view on Mount. I know there's a good player there. I think we'd be idiots if we said he was anything but at least decent. Like decent is decent is probably the bare minimum we can give him. He's not a bad player. 
Um, I just think he, we, as a fan base, personally, I look at it like this. He has no desire to play for us purely based on the reaction of the fan base. It's, yeah. it's, it's clear to see. Um, it, it's why he's not on socials. It's why he's not communicating with anyone outside of Chelsea. But his close friends, his agents, all of that stuff in between. Uh, me, if he leaves, he leaves. I'm not going to cry over it. I think there's better players out there than Mason Mount. But then in the same breath, I know where, whatever team he goes to, he will add to it. I don't think he will take away from any team he plays in. Um, so, I mean, I wish him all the best, but clearly his place is not at Chelsea. And even if he was to say, there's no way um, he's repairing the relationship he has between him and the fans. Um, and if you're playing under um, <clears throat> under a team where the fan base doesn't support you, it's going to have a detrimental effect on how you play in, in every game that you step in. So um, I'd rather have him play somewhere else, knowing that there is a group of other people that will support him because clearly he's out of flavor. Favor, oh, flavor. Well, he's out of flavor, but he's <laughs> out of favor with the fans. <laughs> and most importantly, I think just people around him. I I don't know, man. I just, yeah, it's it's a weird one. But yeah, I mean, if he goes, he goes. I'm not going to cry over it. Huh. You know what? I th- He did it to himself. Look, look, with, with all the patronizing, you know, vigorous clapping after really bad games, uh, you know, the, the TikTok with his ugly girlfriend. I mean, just, just all this stuff. Dude, he has absolutely brought on the ire of a percentage of this fan base. And he, and he did it to himself because the guy – almost condescendingly has been trying to position himself as Mr. Chelsea, you know, Cobham boy born and bred and all this shit. And I think that people don't believe him. And I, I certainly don't believe him. I think that he's disingenuous. Uh, and I often think that it's just an act. I think that he's lying. And, uh, I think that he brought this on himself because people are starting to see that, that facade, that mask, it's slipping. And people are starting to see, Oh, this guy's kind of a dickhead. And um, and I don't I don't think he really cares about the club the way that people have made it seem that way in their mind. I think people infantilize him. I think that people prop him up into something that he's not. And uh, that, yeah, they, they've just they've, they've they've made this idea of a Mason Mount that really doesn't exist. Uh, he's not proper Chelsea, as these fans call it. He's he's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's not Lampard. He's not Mister Chelsea. And, and he doesn't like you. So stop thinking that he does. Okay? Because if he loved Chelsea, he'd stay. They'd find a, They'd figure it out. He clearly wants to leave. I, I think this is more him wanting to leave than Chelsea not wanting him to stay. So, now, for me, duh, bro, I see right through his bullshit. And uh, because that's exactly what it is. It's bullshit. Well, I might not know anything about F1. But I knew, do know a little something about FU. <laughs> FU, Mason Mouse. Take your honors and get the stepping. Get the stepping. Look, look at yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, my God. My God. I mean, the late, uh, latest thing I saw on it was Jacob Steinberg come out and said that Mount was offered 200K as a final offer, uh, which for me, I wouldn't pay him more than that. So I think the club has done its due diligence, if that is true. Um, in terms of offering him a more than generous contract. And if he doesn't want that and he wants to go to United and earn more money, then you get the same treatment as other players have had. 
no no doubt about it um i don't think he'll do that well at united um i think united are a team that can't play can't improve players not many players are improving there i think Ten Hag is a good manager, but I don't know how long he lasts there, long term. Um, if he wants to go and disrupt his career and ruin his career there, fine. Fine by me. Um, I'd, be a, I'd, I'd shit myself a little bit if he goes Liverpool, just because I think he's most suited to Jürgen Klopp. He would Klopp. bang at Liverpool. Um, he would. He would. Um, I, I can't deny that. Uh, I think Klopp gets the best out of him. But United, I don't see where he fits. I don't think he gets ahead of Bruno Fernandes. He's not um, as good as Bruno Fernandes. I don't think. I don't think. I. I don't want to. I. Don't, I wouldn't want to play him next to Casemiro either. Um. I don't think he really suits that role. Um. So you have the same questions you have again. Um. And it is. It is what it is. Um. We'll move on to another player. Uh. That is, basically Mason Mount's best mate in the team, Kai Havertz. Uh. And um, of course, when we talk about Kai Havertz, we've got to go to the Kai Havertz stand, the Johnny of Kai Havertz, Ryan uh, Carlito himself. <laughs> Look, I know I, I think he's a good player. I, I don't. I'm not like he's not like one of my favorite players. I mean, guys like Dabala, Bernardo Silva, you know, Kovacic. Um, I, I mean, I, those I, those I, are my Dabala. What a player! I think he's amazing. I mean, those those are those are my type of player. Jack Grealish, I fucking love Jack Grealish. Like, Havertz is not one of my favorite players. I just think he's good, and uh, it, so does Real Madrid. So if I'm on the side of Real Madrid, it's a good side to be on instead of a bunch of snarky fans that think they know more than they do. Um, hold on, the, hold on. The, the same Real Madrid that you said, oh, I don't know why players are going to because they're not very good. Oh no, I didn't say that Real Madrid was bad at scouting talent. I'm saying that I don't know why the scouted talent goes to Madrid. But uh, I never said that Real Madrid was bad at this. No way, man. They they still convince players to come and play for their dead league. It's amazing. But no, no, they they they've they scouted t- that the the uh Rodrigo player, he's awesome. Uh, he he dusted Chalaba. Like these the players that they have are fabulous. Camavinga, I think Camavinga is going to eventually be one of the best players on that team. He's so damn good, and he could play. He doesn't stop running. He's amazing. I badly wanted Camavinga when I was. The guy's still conditioning is crazy. Yeah, he's just he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, you want talk about someone that's in shape. (laughs) But no, my 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 point is this: I think the Havertz will go to Real Madrid. Apparently, the fees around sixty mil, and uh, they're they're expediting it quickly. I don't think I don't think we'll get more than sixty, but I think sixty is a good number. 60 plus add-ons. I, I, I'd drive him to the airport. I'd put Mason Mount in the same car, drive him to Manchester, then fly Kai from Manchester. Let's not hype up Real Madrid's talent ID. They did sign one Eden Hazard for a crap ton of money. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was after the best year of his career. But it doesn't matter. They should have known, done their due diligence. Well, wow, Zidane had wanted to sign him when he was 26, not 29. Uh, but, no, I mean, look. Kai, okay, if he goes, that's okay. Okay, because I'm not married to him, but I, we have to replace him. And we this is this is the thing, Matt, is that we cannot just willy-nilly discard all these players if they're not being replaced. Like Mason Mount, easy. Getting replaced by Christopher Nkunku, no problem. Okay, guys like Christian Pulisic and Ziyech, they've already been replaced by Misha Mudrik and, and Medweke, who's, who's a really good player. They're both really good. Uh, so, th- like, we're replacing all the players that we're selling. Aspie, 
Uh, it's not that hard to replace him, but we've replaced him with Malagusta, all right? If if uh, someone like Traver Chalaba goes, good. We've already replaced him with Levi Caldwell, uh, who I don't think will sell under any certain terms. So, they, But with Averts, if, if you're going to sell him, okay, you I better see a filthy replacement. You better go all out for that replacement because if you're going to sell this player who is still very, very young, uh, you, you better have a better player coming in. I mean, as we were just talking about, and I'd love to bring Guy Baller in from Roma. Oh, I love it. He's 12 million release clause. 12 million. He's an awesome player. Oh, Guy Baller, my guy, my guy. Um, I mean, to be fair, Kai Havertz has been playing up front predominantly for Chelsea. Yeah. So wouldn't theoretically sign a striker be the Kai Havertz replacement? Yes. Yes. And that's, that's the way that I see it. So, so we sign Harry Kane and that's fine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. In a second. You guys think I'm like this huge Havertz guy. I'm not. I just like to give Lewis and Andrew shit. Well, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it is. I, 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 just, I just see the common excuses you make for Kai Havertz a little bit too similar to a certain minerals. Uh, yeah. Do, do I go on a space and, and, uh, and uh, you know, for three I mean, hours and just talk to myself? No. At least, no. at least you don't put clown emojis on top of Todd Bowley's face. I mean, he's, um, dude, like, it's his his thumbnails are getting too cluttered. There's too many things going on. And there's been some... People don't notice it, but there are some controversial things on them thumbnails. Oh, you better believe it. Anybody that's curious, go take a look. Just go take a look. <laughs> Oh my God, Johnny! So what a is there buffoon. any? Is there anyone else leaving in the near future? Cocaine Mount, Zich, Zich, Polisic, Ruben, Ruben, oh, uh, soft ass cheeks. Oh, we forgot about Ruben. Uh, Matt's guy, his soft oh. ass cheeks. We need to just continue forgetting about him, man. Let's not talk about that guy. <laughs> Can we talk about Cocaine Mount? Oh, Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher. Blonde Mount. Blonde Mount. Well, where, where, where's, where do we think Gallagher's going to go? I think he's going to go to Newcastle. Yeah, me too. I think they want him. He, well, he's let, so let, let's, just, let's just tell him 40 million and then, yeah, let's go. 40 million and then we can go and put that towards Kane. Oh, please. Fair please. play. I mean, it's simple as that. We, 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 put, we, we get as much dough as we can. Go to Daniel Levy and go. How much? <laughs> Matt, Sign I'm looking. Checker. I'm looking at his thumbnail. <laughs> 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 oh my god, this guy is so weird. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a jabroni! What a jabroni! <laughs> Woo! Woo! That was good. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you know, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a podcast without Carlito just interrupting with laughter and of something. <laughs> hey, I enjoy life. I will not apologize. <laughs> no, don't don't apologize for enjoying life. Especially oh, when it's laughing at other people's expense. Oh, very much so. That's my favorite so, type. <laughs> So uh, I just sent I just sent a uh, tweet to the uh, barbecue chat. 
This article, who do you think this article is about? You got Harry Kane in the front, but he's talking about Mason Mount. This is some BS journalism right here. Well, Mason Mount is in the background, to be fair. Yeah, but look, ready to move for the pair. Um, Manchester United are not going to be spending 150 million pounds on Harry Kane. Not, not. I, I, I've said this. People keep saying, "Oh, Harry Kane's definitely going to go to United." United are not going to pay the money while their not their club has not been sold. Yep. If the Qataris, if it is, if it is the Qataris that they do choose, then that changes things because the Qataris will just put the money on the table. But if it's Jim Ratcliffe, that's not happening. Not and, happening. and they're not going to get sold this summer. And you know how no. long that stuff takes to do. I mean that'll yeah. be that'll be included in like their debt. Yeah. And mate, man, the, the amount the amount of football clubs that are being sold this summer and are being and 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 the rain group are organising their sales, it's insane. There's so many clubs being sold. Um, so the rain group have got a lot of business to deal with first. Um, obviously, United will be high on the priority list, but still, it's a big deal to get signed off, um, and it will take time. Uh, so I I, I see. Man United going for mid players that are cheap but good enough. Well, they're they're late to Holland. Yeah, I think they'll go for Holland. Uh, they might go for that Colo Mawani potentially. He's still in, he's still close to 100 million euro. Yeah, but I think you could. He's a player you could probably bring it down a little bit. Yeah, you could get a cheaper fee. Um, I don't know. Those, those those German clubs like their money. Yeah, but I think I still think they can get a little bit more less out of that. Um, Which clubs don't love money? They'll probably (laughs) get. They'll probably faff around with the goalkeeper most of the summer as well, because you know, apparently David De Gea is not good enough for him, even though he won the Golden Glove. There you go. Don't know how he won the Golden Glove, but there you go. Kepa Kepa won Save of the Year. Even how? Surely there was a better save than Kepa's. It was yeah, three saves. Was, man. It was three a triple saves. save. Oh, is that, uh, to be fair, that was actually quite good. It was really good. <clears throat> actually, I, yeah. I, won't, I won't complain about that one too much, to be fair. No complain about it. That's why he's staying, man. Trust me. Club is looking at that and saying, that's our guy. Uh, if, if Kepa wants to be a backup, it's fine. No, man, he's too good to be a backup. Yeah, he is too good to be a backup. No, yeah, but if, he's, uh, if, he, if he doesn't want to be a backup, and go. We don't need you. Go. No, Australian Matt's going to fight you on that, man. No, he can go. <laughs> I, I am. I am not. I'm not having a no. No player, bar Reese James, and that's only at the moment. Um, has actually a set place in this team. No one else. No one. Anyone? Kovacic. Kovacic yeah. to City. Fine. Go. Bye. Drive you right. there. Damn! Why are you using him as an example? What did he do to you? Uh, I, 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 I'm just, I'm just punishing you, KJ. Um, but anyone, <laughs> yeah. anyone, Ruben off the cheek, drive you to AC Milan because I think it'll be a better move for your career. Um, Long Mount, Newcastle, go. Long Mount. I mean, I, my car is, my car is hired as an Uber driver for Chelsea footballers transfers this summer. <laughs> I will be doing a lot of miles on this clock. Uh, before we go, I'd like to tell people that if you haven't watched any of the U twelve twenty, excuse me, U twenty uh, World World Cup, 
You need to go watch the highlights of Italy, Brazil, United States. See some of the young talent that we brought in, uh, and even uh, Ecuador. Oh, uh, Kendry Paez is Kendry awesome. Kendry Paez. He's uh, awesome. But we have bought some amazing talent, and uh, they're about a year, maybe two years away from being right in the thick of our squad. And uh, the future is bright, real bright. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to mention this because I have heard a lot of this and from certain people, obviously, within the Worldwide Chelsea community as well. Um, I like Cassidy, I like Santos, and I like the look of Selena. But I keep hearing people saying, oh, these players should be in the squad, these players should start every game. Um, isn't it a bit too early for these players? Yeah. Bearing in mind they're basing we're, it off seeing an well, under twenty level, make which the same is not mistake every high season level. with these players. Sorry, Matt. Say go. No, I was, I was just going to say we make the same mistake every season, man. We big for young players; they come in and then we kind of bash them. So I'm on the fence about uh, wonder kids. Oh, Sorry, really Uncle Jess, is that not got, what you want to hear? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, these players have got time on their hands. They don't have to rush their Chelsea careers as such. They can go out on loan exactly. and get at least a year or two of experience. I mean, Santos, I don't think Santos is that far away um, nope. from doing well in this squad. And he could play a squad role. I don't mind him playing a squad role. I do not want him starting every every year, every week out, because he's going he's gonna to get swamped under Chelsea fans being Chelsea fans. Um, but I, I think Cassidy had a good, an okay loan at Reading, uh, has played very well in the under-20s. But get them some Premier League loans. Let's see them how experienced they are and how, how they can go in the Premier League before judging them. Selena, I, I have mentioned it, I, I think goalkeepers do mature later. I think he needs a little bit of time to grow and play in somewhere that's not the MLS. Uh, this is not me calling out the MLS saying it's rubbish, but there are levels to this game. What Seeing, see, seeing someone at the under-20s doing well and saying, right, they should be in the Chelsea team, it's completely different levels, completely different levels um, to this game. Um, so I think people need to calm down because um, I think there's too many that are saying that they should start, they should play. I think Wayne at one point was like, let's just start Cassidy, Santos, Selena and everyone. And I was kind of like, whoa, this is this is looking like an academy of just non-Carbon graduates. It's just, it's just a ridiculous statement. It's just a ridiculous statement. Like, Pochettino is not going to play all these guys. He's not. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. He first has to establish himself and win some games, and you do that with more experienced players. Now, I would still love Carney, who's Carney's better than all the players we're talking about. Uh, I would still like to see Carney get more minutes this season, but I think that what he's been able to go through this last year, I think was a good starting block for him. Obviously, maybe play him a little bit more, but we're sort of massaging him into the club and that's that's what I think is going to happen with some of these other guys. Now, most of these young players are going to go out on loan, and Matt's right. They should do a Premier League loan or perhaps, um, you know, a loan in Germany or something. But, uh, yeah, a lot of them are not – they're not going to play. And uh, if we're buying in Kunku for $65 million, uh, we're not starting Cesare Casadei over in Kunku. Like, it's not happening. So, 
yeah, let's 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 not do the play the youth thing, please. That's uh, a one way ticket to twelfth place again. Yeah, it's almost like some certain people they they hate Cobham players so much, and then they go to the non Cobham young players and like it's the same thing. Yeah, it's like chicken gravy and beef gravy. They're both gravy. It's just different meats. What? Um, I, I don't know if you guys. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Beef I've never gravy? had chicken gravy. I've never had chicken gravy. Ugh, that just sounds like. Ugh. Hold on. I mean, I, I, I don't like gravy in general. Uh, I, I like, I like, I like just having nothing on my meat, having the meat as it is. Well, you you should have something on your meat. It's gonna lead to oh, pregnancy. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, he's dry chicken. Oh, yeah. oh boy! I, I, I Matt, 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 you walked right into that. Yeah, you. Did. I, I, I did to be fair. You've been dead zone. <laughs> I didn't need. Really, if you don't wear a condom, you would be. So uh, I will push back on one player, and that would be Gaga. I think as when you look at goalkeepers, you can find out really early in their career if they're going to be it or not, because it's a it's a a very narrow skill set. It's not like they have to do multiple jobs, right? And uh, say what you will, youngest player to ever clean it, keep a clean sheet in the MLS, the youngest player or the the only uh, the leading player to keep clean sheets in the MLS. He's got four clean sheets in the U20s. Uh, this kid has every every tool in the book to be a top flight goalkeeper. And when you're looking at we might need to bring in two goalkeepers this summer, at least keep him here for cup games. You know, th- there was a kid uh, playing for Man City that just won the FA Cup. He didn't play. Pep didn't play Ederson in goal. He played his backup goalkeeper the entire FA Cup. And you can do that and get him high-quality games at high level and still keep him in the squad. I'm not saying start him in the Premier League. I'm saying keep him for cup games. Yeah, I don't mind some of these players playing cup games. I just don't want them starting week in, week out right now. Because there are a lot of there are more people than you'd think advocating for these players to start week in week out, which I just think is crazy with the amount of players that we already have in this squad, which are not exactly the oldest players. I mean, Chelsea this is already quite a young wonder kids. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to use a phrase from Johnny, but it will be Disney FC if we're playing. Selena, Carney, Cassidy, all of them lot. But um, is there any closing thoughts anyone has before we finish? Mm. Yeah. You surely have something. I always have something, Matty. Striker. It looks like we're already handling the midfield business great. Ugarte, Casado. Cassidy, Casado. I'm going to screw that one up a lot this year. Uh, and then we're bringing in, you know, Nkunku, Malo Gusto, Andre Santos, uh, Levi Colwell, all good. You got to get the striker thing right. We have not gotten that position right since 2017. Okay, it has been six years of failure after failure, after failure of trying to get this position right. We ran Diego Costa out of town with Texgate, uh, Conte should have been fired for that. 
but you know what? We have not gotten it right since. We have never replaced Diego Costa, who was a force of nature. We have to get this right. And I think, I think we don't overthink this. I think we just, if, if, if it is possible, if it is even remotely possible, you go and you get the best striker in the world. You go and you get Harry Kane. That is, that is what you do because he will still be able to play like this for five years. You go and you get Harry Kane. And if you can't, you become, you get it right with another player. But you have to, you have to get this one right. Okay, no more Alvaro Moratas, right? No more Romelu Lukaku's, no more Mishibashuai's. I mean, good Lord, man. Enough, enough fucking around. Go and get the real deal player that you know is going to work. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think we need need Harry Kane. Um, Hopefully we can get it, but we'll see whether that actually transpires. Um, Jesters, any closing statements at all? I'm going to defer to my guy KJ, who is much better at finalizing thoughts than me. You know what? If seven grown men can't lift Hazard in the air, then we can ah! put him back. You see that? They were struggling, bro. <laughs> they were struggling. Oh, my uh, God. That video is crazy, man. Anyway, that's my closing thoughts. Fans, let's drop it. Drop the dreams. He shouldn't come back. And even if he wanted to come back, we should block all entries into Stamford Bridge immediately. Can but you have, to, you, have, you have to block the truck entrance. That's the only one you need to block. <laughs> uh, and those are my closing thoughts. Fair enough. Thank you guys for making your closing thoughts. I mean, my closing thoughts is Chelsea sell as many players as possible um, by Harry Kane. By Cas- uh, I'm doing the same thing now. By Casale, by Onana, and why not? Let's get Paolo Dybala in as well, just as a cheeky little. Hell thing. yeah, that's what um, I. And then we can cook. And then we can cook for this season. We can have a good season. Pochettino will get us into good places, and we can finally talk about something positive rather than just chatting shit about common players the whole time. Uh, because it gets a bit boring for us to keep doing that every single week. Um, but it is what it is. Um, guys, make sure you do check out some exciting stuff that we've had. We've had a lot of great shows on the Worldwide Chelsea channel. We've, of course, got Jester's Barbecue either on a Friday or Saturday night, uh, usually US evening time. Uh, so make sure you check that out. We've also had, uh, as, the, as we mentioned, the women's season review pod yesterday. Uh, with Jess, uh, great pod. Make sure you go listen to that. That's out on Spotify and Apple, so make sure you check that out now. Also, we have some uh, blogs coming out. Uh, Sadiq is currently making a blog as we speak about Gate. Uh, that should be out probably now. Um, and you also have my defensive midfielder conundrum article on the website, so make sure you check that out at www.worldwideshelves.com slash blog, and make sure you check out the merch as well. Designed by the wonderful KJ. KJ, I just want to say thank you for designing some great merch. I uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, inspiration always comes from Carlito. Uh, yeah, man, so big up to him. Uh, big up to both of you. And also, of course, big up to Jester's as well for just making dad jokes the entire time. Good yeah. Lord. I mean, he was, he was, he was on another on. level. Another level today, this funky-ass jabroni. You missed the last one, but that's okay. I won't say too much. 
You've said enough. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Obviously, make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, tune in next week. We'll be back, maybe KJ as well, if he has the time for us. Um, but we'll be available all summer, once a week, talking about latest transfer news and anything else that pops up about Chelsea. So make sure you stay tuned. Listen to us, Apple, Spotify, 